52 episodes, 52 ordinary people, 52 real stories about things that affect overall health. Because there is a lot more that goes into being healthy than food and fitness. Inspiration, support, a new perspective, and knowledge. You'll find that and more here on the HealthAbility Project. Welcome to the HealthAbility Project. I'm Robin McKenna. Sometimes life throws us some serious curveballs, and sometimes several at a time. Many of us understand the impact to health and well being that caring for an elderly, unwell parent can have, in particularly when end of life is near. Many of us can understand the impact to health and well being that the premature death of a spouse can have. And most of us also understand the impact to health and well-being that running your own business can have. It's probably why most of us are not independently employed. Each of these curveballs is enough on its own for one person to go through. Imagine if all three balls were thrown to you in rapid-fire succession. This is exactly what happened to my guest today, Hannah Schindler. Hannah, mother of two, retired in 1988 from a career as an educator to work with her husband, Arthur, who had started his own business in 1985. In 1994, Hannah became a woman-owned business in a male-dominated industry after the passing of her husband from kidney failure from small cell lymphoma. She had lost her mother only a few months before the passing of her husband. Welcome to the Health Ability Project, Hannah. I'm so glad to have you here, and I'm so thankful that you're willing to share your story, which is really a tough one for uh, anyone to hear. So let me just walk listeners through the timeline. Uh, In 1985, your husband established a tool factory business. Uh, You joined him in 1988 after you retired. Uh, and became basically the back office manager running the books and inventory, etc. In 1993, your husband was diagnosed with small cell lymphoma, uh, began treatments. Your mother became ill in early 1994. She passed away in May of 1994. Your husband continued to work through all of his treatments. And at the time, we all know how tough on the body chemo and radiation were. Thankfully, it's come a long way. But your husband ends up passing away in August of 1994. You knew that you were going to be faced with running a business and you strategically were thinking that you would be able to rely on the store manager who, shockingly, died two weeks prior to your own husband passing away. How did you get through this? Please share your story with us. I did get a lot of support. I mean, it was the people in my life. I became very active in the community, a Rotarian. I joined Rotary in 1998. I was very active in the uh, Orange County Chamber of Commerce. We had two chapters then. I um, I took the Leadership Orange program. I was in junior achievement. I got involved in the community and never thinking about myself. 
running the business, doing what I had to do, um, stepping up to the plate with my son and great people and running the business, you know, expanding new products, hired people, but never thinking about myself. You know, this is what I had to do. I mean, the people in my life, a lot of support. I mean, it it was all about the people. Um, I knew a lot of the, uh, the advertisers that we used. I mean, they knew me because of Arthur. So I continued very heavily advertising, branding the business. Mm. Uh, We got a website in 1998, computerized, got new products. I did what I needed to do, uh, not thinking of myself, which is not the, the best thing. But in around 2008, 2009, I realized I needed to delegate because I was doing all the back office. I was doing all the marketing and advertising. In 2008, it took a toll on my body and I felt it and I delegated. My daughter-in-law became uh, the office manager and took over a lot of responsibilities, but I still continue to advertise and market. To this day, we have a newly revised website, toolfactoryoutlet.com, I'm still involved in it. I have someone doing the marketing. But I I realized that I can't do everything. You know, in the beginning, I said, oh, I can do it all. But as the years progressed, I got older and my body, I listened to my body. I delegate. Yeah. Now I've given it up and I delegate. So your husband passes. You have been working in the back office, but now you are in the front office. You're in an industry that is tools. You have no background in tools. You're not a business person, so to speak. And it is a very male dominated environment. What were you thinking? How were you feeling? Well, I just, I guess I have to say this. I, um, I had a lot of support a lot of friends who embraced me and uh, I joined a Christian bereavement group and these women like embraced me and really, really helped me get through this. Plus the people that, that I, I was involved with, with the business. I mean, they, they were very good to me. I had made a lot of relationships with uh, companies all over the United States because I was the uh, I was the uh, controller. So I made uh, the relationships. It's all about relationships. It's all about connections. And um, to this day, I'm still, you know, in well, my daughter-in-law is the controller now. I mean, thankfully, I I realized you know, years later that I can't do it all. I wanted to do it all, but I realized that my body was talking to me, but it was the people in my life, you know, the people not only in business that I met, but my friends, my organizations embraced me. And I was very, you know, I'm still active in all these organizations. So it's the, it's the relationships, it's the c- connections that you make. I'm glad you mentioned connection because I was just about to bring that up. 
you connected with so many different people that you clearly were not connected with prior to your husband's passing. Was it just the just the simple act of connecting or, or was it things that these people said to you, words of encouragement or advice or was it just knowing that these people were there and they were a social support for you that that helped or was it a combination of things? You know, it was a combination of things. The people I met in business, you know, prior when I was uh, working with Arthur, I mean, I spoke to, uh, uh, let's say, with all the companies all over the United States, I made contact, relationships. So I continued these relationships plus uh, social relationships with my community, um, with the organizations that I got involved with, you know, like Rotary and meeting the people. And they were also role models to me. You know, so I learned from them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're constantly learning. And to this day, I'm still on uh, seminars and webinars and I meet people and I learned from them about marketing and I'm wanting to write my book now and, and do other things. So it's, you know, we're all on a journey and people come into our lives for reasons and they teach us things and we're all it's all about learning and connecting and connecting with people and I can connect with people from all over the world so it's the people in in your life you know your family your friend my friends are my family mm-hmm. you mentioned when you and I spoke a while back when we were first introduced you you mentioned something that I thought was just so beautiful you said you participated in a variety of bereavement groups, some of which were not of your own faith. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what that experience was like? Well, the people um, I I remember, actually, it was, uh, I, I met this lovely woman at the Chamber of Commerce and she invited me to her group. It, it was a Christian group and I met so many women that embraced me, you know, and told me their stories of how they got through losing a husband. And that that was the support I needed. I needed that. I mean, to this day, I, I, I can see these people. So it's really the people in your life mm-hmm. that make the difference. Look, we're we're not alone unless we want to be alone. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I chose to go forward. Mm -hmm. I chose meeting the people and, and, and that's what, that was my choice. Mm -hmm. That's very significant. Uh, You know, especially you make a good point. We can choose to be alone or we can choose to take action and move forward. And, that seems to have much more benefit than than choosing to be alone. And and that's understandable. You know, sometimes you do need to be alone with your yeah. with your grief. But yes. um, certainly being with people and, and relying on people or allowing yourself to rely on people to help you get through something to help carry you through something when maybe you're not so strong. And, uh, and it, it also seems too that you're 
your growing activity within the community is you see the benefit of that. You see what your contribution has done to the community and it's 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 a motivator and it just inspires you to keep going. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, it's the people in your life that keep you moving and I feel now that I found my voice and that is, you know, very important. I even though my first career I was a teacher for many years but I, I just really feel now that I have found a voice and I want to make a, I would like to make a difference in the world and in my community. That's the most important thing to me, to make a difference in people's lives. And I know what it's like to go from, I, I never knew that I had this strength, but also through uh, spirituality. I mean, I, I'm a Jewish woman raised uh, with Jewish values, but I embrace all religions. I don't even think about it. You know, we're all together. I mean, we're all the same. I I go into church and I pray. We're all connected. I look at this world today and I just, I, I, I don't understand it. You're not alone. There's many of us that don't, but that's a beautiful statement uh, that it's, in so many ways, religion seems to divide us, but what you're saying is that it doesn't. It's kind of a, a, a neutral point in that that we are all connected regardless of what our faith may be. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, as I said, I think I've been to more churches than, than temples, and I prayed and embraced. Yeah, it does seem to be what helped you process your own grief, and, and not only the grief of your, your husband, but your mother, too. And do you think that everything happening so quickly just maybe didn't allow you to have the normal grief process that you would have had had they been further apart, those, those events? Well, you know, I, I, I do see, you know, during that time, I was actually going to so many funerals and thinking to myself, you know, what's going on here? But I um, didn't make me stronger, you know, going to funerals and going to wakes and losing dear friends didn't make me stronger. It made me appreciate not the material things in life. That's mm -hmm. not important. You know, it's the people. That's what's important. You know, I don't care about, you know, I'm not what car I drive, you know, and, and, and I'm grateful for the things I have, not what I don't have. Right, right. That's a very good point. Looking back, do you think that, well, you had shared with me that through the process of your husband being diagnosed, that he was still running the business and he was still showing up to work every oh, day. Yeah. Do you think that that example that he set, it, it was really unknowing, obviously, but do you think somehow that that was a motivator or some kind of an inspiration for you to move forward in a business that you didn't really know without your husband, without your store manager? Yeah. I mean, Arthur was a great role model. I mean, not only for me, I mean, I always work throughout my entire life, even, you know, in my, my childhood, I, I didn't have much. And uh, 
my parents were separated. No, that's another story. But I always worked. I always had that ethic. And Arthur was a role model, not only to the people that he impacted, but to me and and my children. Mm. You know, so, we, you know, we all we all need role models. I would like to make a difference in this in this world. I'd like to leave a legacy and, you know, write a book and be on podcasts showing how we, we are resilient unless we tell ourselves we're not. Right. And it's also you realize how resilient you are when you need to be that. It's certainly not something you're thinking about on the average day. But when push comes to shove and there's really no other option, what do you do? You become resilient. You become tough. You push forward. You 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 have hope. Was there any point in time, even before your husband passed, that you thought to yourself, oh, my God, I, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this? I never thought about it. And I will tell you this, that my husband, Arthur, was a very strong man. I mean, I knew I, I from the beginning, from the moment he was diagnosed, I said to myself, he's going to fight this. You know, I never even thought of him dying. I mean, the thought never occurred to me. I did speak to people that went through the transplant and, and got through it and were successful. So I tried to surround myself with positive people. But I never, I mean, this is honest. I never thought that Arthur would die. Mm-hmm. I thought that he would beat this and go on and it never even crossed my mind, you know, and, and today I see, look at all the women. I mean, this is breast cancer awareness month. Mm. Look how far we've come. Yes. And yes, I did connect with, I did connect with people who had gone through the transplant. That was very important to me. So with it all, all the strength, you know, all the comfort, one of a a dear friend of mine had had cancer as a child, bone cancer, and she gave me a lot of strength, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of support and telling me what she went through as a child. And she's, you know, she's fine today. and, And she helped me a lot. She really did. You know, I'm not saying isolation I chose not to isolate, yet I did see people isolating. And, you know, even to this day, people have gone through illnesses and tragedies. I give them as much support as I can. That's so important to me to listen, to be a good listener. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is just about listening. It's not about giving advice or telling somebody what they should be doing just to physically or emotionally be present for somebody and let them know that you're present when they need you. Absolutely. That's one of the values that I I have and will always have and my children have it too. Mm -hmm. Well, Hannah, I have to say, I think you're already well on your way to creating your legacy and you you are a role model just a, an amazing source of inspiration on how to really get through so many challenging things that came all at once and just your perspective and your positive attitude on how to move forward and how to reach out and connect and 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 knowing the value of that and sharing that message with people so thank you so much for sharing your message today 
I personally really appreciate it. Listeners, I hope that you have really enjoyed today's episode. If so, please like us, share us, tell your friends about us. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email us at thehealthabilityproject at gmail.com. Thanks very much. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today at The Health Ability Project. We'd love to hear from you, so please email us your questions, comments, or suggestions, including future guests, to thehealthabilityproject at gmail.com. And please like us, subscribe, and share us with your friends.